The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer greatly from the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. Then Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him. God forbid, Lord, no such thing shall ever happen to you. He turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are an obstacle to me. You are thinking not as God does, but as human beings do. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Whoever wishes to come after me must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. What profit would there be for one to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? Or what can one give in exchange for his life? For the Son of Man will come with his angels in his Father's glory, and then he will repay all according to his conduct. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, good morning. Beautiful summer weekend to, to cap off, especially for Labor Day. I hope you're enjoying it. I hope you get a chance to, uh, to enjoy the fruit of your labor and uh, be thankful to God for the, the, uh, the labor that we have. Friends, there's a question that I'd, I'd like to ask at the very start of, of, of this. And, you know, I direct this as much to myself as I do to, to anyone who's, who's here. Uh, think for just a moment about, uh, about this, about this simple thing. What is there in, in your life that you just can't help talking about? Something that you just can't help talking about. Uh, you can't keep the words to yourself. Uh, so much so that, that it feels kind of like what the prophet Jeremiah writes in that first, uh, in that first reading that we, that we had today when he says that God's words inside him became like a fire burning in my heart, imprisoned in my bones. That's what it feels like when he attempts to keep it quiet. You know, it's like sort of keeping a secret to yourself. It's like, oh, I want to tell and I, and I can't. What is that thing for you? What is that thing for me? And has your faith, has your love for our Lord ever so completely stirred within you that you simply cannot keep your love for him to yourself? Has that ever happened? In our gospel today, Jesus reveals what that thing is for him, what that, what that thing is for him, and he does it in a really profound and, and a kind of shocking way, this startling way. For Jesus, that thing that was burning inside him was his devotion to the will of the Father. And it keeps coming up in the Gospels, doesn't it, at various, at various times. He talks about it many, many times. And now he begins to tell his disciples that, that the will of the Father has a lot to do with a cross, a cross that he must take up, and that they have to share in every single day of, of, of life, of, of denying themselves and embracing his cross. And he teaches them, as he, he teaches us, 
that embracing that cross is the way to eternal life. That's the, that's the paradox. Embracing the cross and then dying to self, that that's the way to eternal life. And he's so passionate about it that, that when Peter, when Peter, who he had just praised, remember last, remember last week, you are Peter, the, the, the rock, upon this rock I will build my church. And this time he turns to Peter and says, Satan, you're an obstacle to me when he tries to, to tell Jesus, oh, you, don't talk about this cross. You can't be, be doing this. He even refers to him as a Satan. So clearly, Jesus' passion was stirred by doing the will of the Father, no matter the cost, including the bearing of the cross. And in doing this, of course, he sets a, an example to ourselves. Well, think for just a, just a moment about the lives of the saints that we know about down through the centuries. Uh, perhaps even some people that you know, that you have known in, in your families and, and, and friends. We recently observed the feast of St. Maximilian Kolbe, who gave up his life in a Nazi prison camp so that another man might live. What made him do that? Think of St. Teresa of Calcutta, Mother Teresa, our beloved Mother Teresa, who gave everything to follow our Lord, to serve the poorest of the poor. What made her do that? Think even of St. Peter, who eventually followed our Lord to the cross and died in Rome some decades after Jesus' passion, death, and, and resurrection. What made him do that? Think of any number of, of events in the life of St. Francis. I love St. Francis for the forsaking of the wealth of his family, even to the discarding of his clothes in a very, in a very public way. We'll save that for a different homily, I, I, I think, maybe. Uh, this life of, of passionate devotion uh, to God for, for St. Francis meant going to the Holy Land to, to preach the faith to those who were occupying the land because he thought that instead of, instead of having a crusade and, and killing them, that converting them was a better idea. And he followed that. What made him do that? In all of these lives... We find the secret of, of living this life of, of passionate devotion to God. And, friends, Jesus makes it clear it's not optional. It's not something we can take or leave. And most of us don't live that way, not with that, level of, not with that level of devotion. In our time and in our culture, it's, it's almost, we're, we're kind, of, kind of embarrassed to be thought of as women and men of faith. Because faith, to us, is what, it's something that we don't talk about. It's certainly true that if you talk about your faith in Jesus, people will talk about you. I have a lifetime of experience about this. Many years ago, I don't want to date myself too badly, but many years ago, I was one of those people that, they, that, they, that, were, that were called Jesus freaks. Remember Jesus freaks? I was one of them. You know, I... Truth to tell, I didn't mind it then, and I don't mind it now. I just wish that there was more evidence to back up that claim. But most of us look at, that, at those saints and people like Jeremiah and even Jesus, and we say, how did they do that? How was it that, that they were able to do that? How is it that, that the light of God and the love of God burned in them in that way? Well, for most of us, our, our faith, our relationship with God is, is, is something like an idea, 
it's a beautiful idea and it's a good idea um, but it's still something like an idea but somebody writing about St. Francis said this I, I think this really gets at the key of, of, uh, of what unlocks all of this, this path of devotion they wrote that no one lives as St. Francis did and I'll, I would add or as St. Peter or as Jeremiah or as Teresa of Calcutta or even Jesus they don't live that way because of an idea they don't live that way because their lives are about supporting an idea or a cause. They live that way because their lives are something like a love story. It's something like a love story, not the preaching of an idea. There are many things that we, can, that we do simply out of a, a simple understanding of what's right, and it's good to have an ethical basis for, for our, our conduct and the way that we, the way that we live. We can be devoted to a thing or a message or even a, a code of conduct. But that's not the same thing as doing a thing or living a life of devotion because you are in love. If my life of faith isn't burning inside me, if it isn't the one thing that truly matters above all things, then I will not be picking up my cross every day. I will not be making my, my faith evident in what I say and what I do. Um, and I will not be living this life that I know that I, that I need to, to live because, because it stopped being a love story. Friends, you know, and, and, and I know, and our Lord knows, that we will do many things uh, out of love that we would not do otherwise. And we will do many things for the one that we love that we would not do otherwise. So what it comes down to is what we read in, the, in that passage, what we heard in our passage from uh, St. Paul in the, in the second reading, making ourselves a holy offering to God as, as lovers do, right? And as Jesus offered himself to the will of the Father on that cross, we offer ourselves as a living sacrifice, dying to ourselves on the cross that we bear every day, that we pick up and bear every day, dying to ourselves but living to our beloved, living to the one that we love. It was Jesus' love for the Father that burned in him and drew him to his cross. And it was his love for us that draws us to him. And it's our love for him that will burn in us to pick up our own cross and to follow him into the heart of God in eternity. That's what makes it work. So we return to the way that we, we actually started the, the Mass. Our Father read the the opening prayer, Lord, put into our hearts the love of your name. Amen to that. Lord, help us love you above all things so that the, the flame of that love will burn deeply and brightly in us and draw others to you. Amen.